Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Southern Area High School Athletic Leadership Council podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Stanton, the athletic director here at the high school. We have a very special guest here before I uh, introduce her. Um, I just want to redefine our purpose and, and let everybody know that, you know, our purpose is to provide a platform for student athletes to share their sports journeys for others to learn and grow. Um, we appreciate all uh, the listeners tuning in. We appreciate the feedback. Uh, and we appreciate the support. Um, without further ado, I want to introduce our guest, a very special guest, a two-sport athlete uh, who's been a big piece of, of two teams, both the field hockey team and the girls lacrosse team, two very successful teams here at Southern Area High School. Um, she's been a, been a leader and been an integral part of both teams and the success of both teams. Tegan Farina, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Great having you out here. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure always when we get to speak to our student-athletes, uh, but in particular someone that's uh, part of two teams. You know, uh, you know the multi-sport athlete, uh, we celebrate it, we encourage it, uh, but sometimes they're hard to come by. Um, let's start with that. You know, you, you've been playing two sports uh, for your whole high school career. What are some challenges? Um, you know, we, we always talk about, we think that when someone plays multiple sports, they're really able to... Um, to use transferable skills, but what what has it been for you? What's been some challenges trying to do both sports? I think one of the hardest things for me was playing field hockey while also having lacrosse happening because our lacrosse preseason starts very early. Mm. We start kicking things into gear as soon as field hockey ends. Most of the time it's before. And I also, until this year, I played a club lacrosse um, league as well. So I would sometimes, me and some of the other girls that also played lacrosse would have to leave right from field hockey and go to our club lacrosse. And then towards the end of our field hockey season, we like preseason was already started and we could not participate in a lot of it because of field hockey. Yeah, absolutely. And you have an athletic director that says you shouldn't be doing both at the same time. Yes, we do. Uh, which is not which is not helpful. But um, so what sport did you start playing first? Let's take them take them back to the to elementary school, middle school. What sport did you start playing first and, and which one do you like better? So I started playing lacrosse first, okay. um, not on purpose. Um, my mom was my like little little kid coach. When did you start? Like first grade, second grade? Um, I think it was fourth grade actually. Okay. Like I started pretty late, and a lot of my friends in um, like middle school and elementary school were like, "Oh, come play! Like come play!" And I was like, "No!" Like I was very, very against sports. Like wow. I just, I just was not about it. At all. I was like, no, I don't really want to play sports. Like, it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. And then I started playing field. And my mom was my coach. Everyone loved her. I hated having her as my coach. But she was very insightful to the sport. Well, she was a great standout athlete here at Southern Area High School. She was. And, and she really East Strasburg, right? Yeah. Thereafter, yeah. She was an All-American at East Strasburg. So she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> but it was kind of hard to hear it from your mom. It was like, uh... I don't want to – I know. Sure. Don't, yeah. So um, we had a goalie then, and she just came to practice and was like, I don't want to play anymore. So my mom was like, okay, Tegan, it's your turn. I was like, whoa. Wow. I was like, whoa. I did not sign up for that. I barely signed up to play in the first place. <laughs> and um, I cried the whole game. I was bawling my eyes out. I was getting hit. I didn't like it. And then the next practice – I was like, maybe I'll maybe I'll try again. Okay. And then it just I kept up with it and I kept doing it and everyone was like, you should pursue this. Um, 
Now, when I decided that I wanted to do this, this was after my middle school tryout. Okay. And they cut me because I was a terrible field player. Okay. I was terrible. It was really bad. And the coach was like, I feel like this position doesn't suit you. And my mom was like, maybe you should try and go back and try out next year as a goalie position. So I did that, and I made the team. There was another uh, goalie at the time. Sean Brown was um, another goalie with me because we didn't have a boys lacrosse team at the middle school. So it was – when it did was, you get cut? Seventh grade, and then came back in eighth grade. Yes, okay, I got cut got seventh grade. Okay. Um, what was that like? What was that? You know, you know, you're you're now someone that's started for our teams and has done an awesome job. I think people would look at you and say you're you're one of our our better two sport athletes in this building. For someone that got cut in seventh grade, do you kind of remember what that felt like? You know, share with our our listeners. I was sad about it. I think I was more sad that I couldn't be with my friends. Okay. A lot. All my friends were on the team, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I really want to be a part of something. Okay. And just knowing that you couldn't be a part of something kind of – it was it was, it was was hard because I was like, okay, then how am I going to spend time with my friends? I thought the whole world around me was ending. <laughs> and um, it wasn't. Okay. Um, but it was, it was not easy because I felt like I wasn't good enough, but it was really I just hadn't found the position that was suited for me. Yeah. So. And so, like, that seventh grade year, you were still able to play, you know, on the, on the local rec team and a club team, or what did you do during that season? Uh, I didn't do anything. Wow. I, um, I hadn't found club yet. I hadn't started any club team yet. I started club in ninth grade. Okay. Like, the summer before coming in. And that was Dynamite? Yes, yeah. Dynamite. Um, so that's kind of the, the lacrosse progression pre-high school. What about field hockey? When did you start doing that? So eighth grade year, I had just, we'd just finished our lacrosse season and, um, a lot of the lacrosse players also played field hockey and they were like, we don't have a goalie. Like, what are we going to do? And I was like, that's really, that's awful for you guys. Like, that's, that's awful. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. And they were like, wait, like you could do it. And I was like, no, like I couldn't do it. Like those are completely different sports. And I, I remember Mrs. Borso coming up to me and being like, hey, like, we need a goalie. And I was like, hey, like, I'm, I don't know that I could do that. And she's like, well, just come to a practice. Like, come to one of the tryouts. We'll see. Because we're, we can't cut you. Like, we don't have anyone else. And wow. I was like, okay, I guess. And so I remember eighth grade year, Ange had brought the old field hockey pads out from inside the middle school that they they had for years. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'll put them on. I put them on all the wrong way. My <laughs> everything was wrong and Ange looked at me and just laughed and I was like, what what's wrong? She goes, you don't even have the feet on the right foot. Like this is I, I I'll help you. So we redid it all and I got in and I was terrified. Because I don't know that I was necessarily terrified of the sport, but like Ange in middle school is was still an amazing player that she is now. Like okay. those balls were coming at me faster than I could ever imagine. Right. So that was my transition into field hockey. And then I was like, oh, like, I guess I'll like, I like this. Like I'll go play in high school. And okay. then I was like, okay, so I'm going to play two sports in high school. Like this is, I never imagined this would happen. And then I invested in buying my own field hockey equipment and got here freshman year and just kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Borisow, if you're listening, thank you very much. Um, and I, I think, you know, we have a lot of student listeners. I, I want them to hear that. You know, like, you didn't start till eighth grade, and then all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, but after four years of purposeful practice and purposeful work, you know, you started and were a second-team all-conference player on one of the best teams 
in the state. Yeah. You're the best team in our conference, one of the best teams in District 1, one of the best teams in the state. I just think people need to hear that. Like, it's never too late. You know, if you put the work in um, and you're surrounded by great people and great coaches, uh, you know, things can happen, you know. And, you know, I look at that. That's just really exciting, you know, because I think so many people think that, you know, you need to start playing when you're seven years old and eight years old. You know, here's someone that didn't play, didn't do anything until no. she was in eighth grade. You know, I love that. Um, and, and I love the part about lacrosse, too. Like, you know, you, you've been a big piece of, of being a goalie on the lacrosse team and, you know, getting cut as a seventh grader, not even playing that seventh grade fall or spring, rather. You know, and now and now you're, you're rocking and rolling here. Yeah. Um, it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. So, um what about, you know, your last let, – let's jump – let's fast forward a little bit. I want to talk about this season uh, because it was an incredible run, uh, what you guys were able to do. I think we finished 22-3. and three. Yeah. Uh, you know, won the conference, undefeated in conference, which is a very good f- uh, field hockey conference, our colonial division. Yes, it is. Um, what are your thoughts on the season? High points, low points? What did you guys have to overcome? There was a lot of illness on the team throughout the course of the season. But what is your kind of personal reaction to the season? So I think – from the start of the season, I was pretty, um, I was pretty nervous going into the season. Um, I was kind of hesitant to even play. Um, I think following in Jordan's footsteps was one of the biggest things I had to overcome that season. I, Coach Sue said it to me, the last game of the season, you have big shoes to fill. And that kind of put a huge, like, weight on my shoulders. I was like, okay, if I don't, fulfill the job that Jordan left me I I'm not only going to be disappointed myself but I know my teammates will be too and I had a lot of like standards for myself going into the season and I think practices were not always fun for me um depending on what we did it's a lot of the drills were set to make me fail which is what which is what our offensive players need to grow and I understood that but it's a lot when when you go into a practice and it's only offensive drills, yes. the defensive unit that we had built was like, okay, then we have to find a way to set them up to mm-hmm. fail. So I think we challenge each other every single practice. Whether I had a good practice or I didn't have a good practice, everyone else on that field was stepping up for anyone else's mistakes. So that carried on into every single game. Um, I think one of the hardest games for me was uh, Garnet Valley at home. The weather was horrific. Horrible weather. I could not feel my hands. The rain was just in my helmet, like it was dripping down and into my eyes, and it was, it was, it was terrible. The, yeah. the conditions that we played in were pretty bad, um, and I let that get the better of me that game. And I think being in my position is so challenging because if you win a game, the offense did that. Yep. But if you lose a game, your defense did that. Yes. Like that is the challenging thing about being a defender. It isn't about the score on the board at the end of the game for you. It's about what you're doing to improve the score. But at the same time, defense doesn't score goals. Mm-hmm. We don't run the field and score a goal, and we're not going to. Like you'll never see me at the 50-yard nah. line trying to score a goal. <laughs> but um, I think it was really challenging for us as a defensive unit to kind of create our own identity that year um and we did a very good job of that absolutely yeah you guys were a force um i mean there was there was a string of games where you how many shutouts did you guys have this year uh i believe it was nine shutout games in a row it was unbelievable we kept we the defense and i kept a tally we were like okay how many more can we get like it was like a game for us like we were like how many more how many more and granted we did play a lot of teams that stood nowhere near us Mm -hmm. but it was it was really validating to know that, like, 
I went nine games without letting a goal in, and my defense went nine games by protecting me and not letting a goal in. That was really, really awesome to feel like that. That's incredible. It's incredible. Um, I like the, the part about practice, that you talk about practice and kind of your mindset as a defensive player in practice, uh, but also how you guys pushed each other. You know, I tell the story all the time. Like, you know, when I would go down to practice in, you know, the end of the season, like during the district playoffs, state playoffs, and the level of urgency and intensity at practice the day before, you know, two days before the game. Yeah. And you're got even your warm up. There was so much purpose to the warm up, and then there was so much purpose to the conditioning. Uh, you know, people, you guys do those shuttle runs, and and you got the music playing, which is giving nice little intensity. But like, I, I just think like at the end of the season, if you look at a lot of teams. Um, at all levels, high school, college, professional, there's somewhat of a lack of urgency. That urgency just never left your team. What do you attribute that to? Um, probably Coach Sue. Okay. I think she really pushed us to do our absolute best this year. Um, we we lost a lot of great players. Yep. And I think in everyone's mind, this was going to be a challenging year. We were not going to have it easy. We were not going to be able to just walk in onto a field and then win without trying. So I think at the beginning of the season, she, during preseason, she was like, we have the potential to win everything. And I said to Lauren Kenna's mom, I said, we're going to go to States. Mm. I said, we are going to have two medals when we graduate. I am not settling for one. She goes, all right, I'll be there. And I think for me, that was my end game. I was, I was striving to be the best possible player I could be, and I think every single person that stood in front of me was doing the same thing. Yeah. If not for themselves, for the person in front of them or for the coach. Um, it was an incredible season. We really pushed ourselves. Like, n we never let down. And on the days where, like, we had terrible runs, like, there were multiple runs where everyone was just like, I feel like I'm going to vomit. Like, mm. this is awful. Um, but it pushed us so much farther than we thought we could go that in a game when you felt like that, you knew, oh, I've I've experienced this before. Now I'm going to keep pushing. Yeah. The the hardest part about it is when you stop. Yeah. When you stop pushing yourself, that's when things start coming down for you. Mm. I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate your mindset, not just what you're saying here today, but, you know, what I've noticed and observed and our interactions. You know, when you talk about my goal is to go to states or win states, uh, you had those goals, those big goals in the beginning of the season. Um, but I also felt like there was this balance of, you know, what we talk about, never too high, never too low. Like you win a game, you don't want to act like you you know won the championship. And when you lose a game, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like you personally, for example, you know, when we, when we would win a game and I would say, oh, that was awesome. Great game. You know, you kind of already be on to the next one. You know, we, we got Penridge on Monday. Yeah. You know, and you would already be talking about who we have next. And. Certainly, there's games on our schedule that we knew we were going to win, but those the middle of the pack teams that you know we would win four one or three one. I remember speaking to you beforehand, whether you were you know talking with Miss Nace or whatever. You always felt like this was a huge game, and this is what this team brought. There was just this never too high, never too low mentality. Um, is that something that you strive to do, or is it just kind of who you are? Is it something you thought you needed to do as the senior goalie to keep us level headed? Maybe talk to that a little bit. Um, I think it kind of is who I am. I always prepare, like, days, weeks in advance for things that are coming. Okay. Um, that's just how my mom is, so I kind of pick that up from her. Okay. I, I like to know what I'm getting myself into before I get there. Mm -hmm. um, I think in some cases it worked in my favor, and then in some it was the downfall of me. Wow. Because I was like, okay, this girl 
has her shot to the left, but then she wouldn't shoot to the left, so I was kind of off. Yeah. And I was too overly prepared sometimes. So I think it was a double-edged sword for me in that sense that it did help me a lot, but it also didn't. Because before most games, I would log into my um, NFHS and I would try and find games that these teams had already played and I could watch their film and try and figure out what their corners were. Okay. I wasn't necessarily concerned about much of the other stuff because um, people don't plan for Transition where they're going to score. Like, stuff. it's not yeah, – yeah. they don't plan for that. But corners, most teams have this is the play we're doing this time and this is the second and this is the third. And it was um, it was hard for me the first game to kind of get on my feet and kind of realize, okay, I can't just come in here with no expectations. Like, mm-hmm. I have to have some type of – mindset coming into the game so I started watching the film and I started kind of writing them down and just kind of knowing what they were going to do not necessarily solidifying that that was actually what they're going to do just kind of having an idea um but that was something I didn't stop doing all season yeah I love it I mean that that preparation piece you know we talk a lot about uh, you know what we do as a team what you know uh, you guys you know play in a summer league for lacrosse you're playing in a winter league um, we practice three times a week for, you know, off-season, you know, open open workouts. And then obviously for the season, we're doing a ton of practices as well. That unrequired work, the, you know, what I call the unseen hours, you know, that you're doing by yourself that people really don't know about. Um, I love the mental aspect of, of preparation. What about the physical aspect? Like, and you could take this either way, lacrosse or field hockey. Like, what are some of the whether it's skill development, strength work, whatever that you're doing on your own. I feel like being a goalie is hard. You can't just go out in your backyard and get your equipment on and, okay, what do I do now? Yeah. What's that look like for you? Um, I, I don't necessarily think that any of that physical activity I've done was conducive to the sport. I think running was for lacrosse, okay. but there's not much I could do by myself. Like I would have to get a group of people and go. Gotcha. Um, I think one thing that benefited benefits me for both seasons is um, the the times I stay after just to work with either Coach Claire or another player for lacrosse. Okay. Um, I I did that a lot for field hockey season. Um, I would stay like 30 minutes after. We would do like 100 rapid fire balls out of the ball machine and it was it was it was really hard but it it was always before a big game so I was like this is something that I should expect. It's yeah. not going to be like one and done. So that's what I did for field hockey. For lacrosse, it's always been easier because I was already playing okay. for club. This year, I'm not playing for club, Okay. which means I have a lot more time for the winter stuff. We do Sunday games um, with the team at uh, Indoor Sports Complex. Um, so that's one thing I've always done to prepare for the season. But I guess the physical aspect was I'm not a huge runner. Yep. I, I don't like it at all. Yep. But as much as I can, I try and push myself to kind of get on a treadmill or get on my sneakers and go and do stuff. Um, I got into lifting a lot over the summer. And as soon as the season started, it was unrealistic for me yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Um, but I would like to get back into that after lacrosse is done moving forward. Nice, nice. Um, well, you know, all that work, both as a team and individual, has created, uh, you know, a lot of memories for you and a lot of experiences the last three and a half years. Looking back on the last three and a half years, what would you say your favorite uh, Saturnary High School athletic memory was? That's that's a hard one. I think for me, it would probably be in field hockey season. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my 
sophomore, yeah, my sophomore year, I played JV, but I was, I would suit for the varsity games because if anything ever happened to Jordan, it would be me. And um, I remember we're getting on the bus and I'm getting my stuff off the curb and putting it under the bus and I, my phone's ringing. So I answer it and it's Jordan. I was like, hey, what's up? Where are you? She goes, um, I'm, I'm in urgent care. I was like, no, you're not. Like we're, <laughs> we're playing North Penn. Right. Like we're playing North Penn today. Like you're not in urgent care. <laughs> and she's like, so I think I have a concussion because the CBE girl ran me over. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I was, I was terrified. Um, but I went into that game like very nervous. Okay. I was like, this is my time to kind of prove that when Jordan leaves, I am capable of doing this. And I, I remember going to North Penn and playing one of the absolute best games I had ever played in my entire life. And we won that game. And wow. then we went to Penn Ridge. And then we went to all these different schools. And I'm pretty sure in the span of that, I let three goals in wow. before she came back. So that was something. I remember something. that. I remember that. That. I, that was something. And, like, everyone on that team was amazing. Like, we had Anna. We had Courtney. We had Lauren. Like, we had amazing athletes on that field. And I was like, I do not deserve to be here. Mm. And I just remember Anna, who I was very close with. We, we had a corner, and we had two people false start on our corner. So it was just Anna and I. And I was like, what, what are we going to do here? I was like, what are we going to do? So I think kind of my first varsity starts are going to be my favorite memories. Yeah. Because it was so validating to know that, like, okay, I can be as good as the people I'm looking up to. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you know, you've, you've referenced a couple different players. And, and I look at those two teams. I look at that team from two years ago and the team this year. And, you know, it, it's a pretty fair fight. I mean, we have multiple Division One players on this team, multiple Division One players on that team. If you could say, you know, both senior, your senior year versus Courtney Kenna's senior year, if those two teams battled it out, who wins that game? Us, all the way. Wow. I heard Riley say that they might win, and I was like, no. I was listening to it in the car, and I was like, no. This, my senior team would hands down win. Wow. I think that we are an absolute powerhouse. I think that was some of the best um, transition play I've ever seen. We, we never, ever gave up. And yeah. I think a lot of times um, my sophomore year, we saw a challenge and we didn't give up, but it kind of got to us a lot. Okay. Um, I hands down think that we would win. You know, I would I, actually like to set that up. I'm saying right now, Coach Sue, if you're listening and all our alumni are listening, uh, let's get an alumni game. Um, and what's going to have to happen is, you know, Courtney will play for that team, obviously, and Lauren will play for your team. Um, and that's how we'll, that's how we'll break that up. Uh, we got to get that. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, you talked about your best performance or your best memory. What about your worst performance? And you could take it either way: field hockey, lacrosse. Um, when you look back on the last three and a half, what was your worst performance? You did allude to Garnet Valley, but but what are your thoughts? Um, Garnet Valley definitely. Okay. That was just really hard. I can't remember my worst performance for lacrosse. I don't remember the school that we were playing. But I remember um you tried to forget it. That's why you can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 rough to think about like the games that you don't succeed in because mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I let myself down. I let my friends down. I let my teammates down. Like it's really hard. But I remember like we were in the middle of the lacrosse game and I was like, "Coach Marco, you have to take me out." Wow. Like I am not like I don't know what's going on. I can't. T I can't save a ball. Like, okay. like I could not stop anything, and it was, it was affecting everyone because everyone was working double, 
because I wasn't reaching my full potential that game. Mm. And I was like, you have to take me out. Like, take, please take Did me out. Did she take you out? Yes. Okay. And we switched, um, Courtney and I, because she wasn't supposed to go in for... Um, the second half. Yeah. There was some... I think that she had a concussion at that point. I'm not sure. But there was a reason why, and I was like... We got to switch this up. Wow. And we figured it out, and I was just, like, freaking out. I was like, I can't be in a game if I am, like, self-sabotaging myself. Like, mm. it was just – it was terrible. Um, but that was probably – Yeah. What, I don't even know if there's an answer to this, but what is harder, uh, being a goalie for lacrosse or being a goalie for field hockey? Lacrosse. 100%. And why is that? Balls it, are just flying fast. They're – everything's in the air. Yeah. So – for field hockey, it's kind of easier to visualize where you are mm. because there's a lot more open space. With lacrosse, there's – I mean, you're in a circle that's, like, one step in front and one step back and one to the right and one to the left. Like, mm. it's it's small. And in my mind, I would – until this year, I was like, okay, lacrosse is easier because there's a smaller goal. Right, right, right. But after this year, I'm like, okay, field hockey is easier because – there's a bigger goal. Yeah. Like, I have more room to work with. And balls on the ground. I, I, I never even thought of that. That makes a big difference because you could see it probably yeah. quicker. With like, lacrosse, there, a lot of times the ball will be transitioning from the opposite end, and all of a sudden it goes right, and then I can't see it because there's a glare in the sun, and somebody has it, and I'm like, guys, I don't know where it is. I can't see it. <laughs> and it, it was really hard. It's always hard transitioning back from field hockey into lacrosse. Because even the way that I move my feet is completely different. Yeah. So I, I notice, like, during winter league stuff, I'm moving my feet as I would if I was playing field hockey. And I'm like, okay, I need to transition out of that because that is not going to set me up for for success. And I had to, like, kind of figure that out. But lacrosse is ten times harder. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, you've talked a little bit about it over the course, you know, of, of this podcast of kind of your approach to the game. I really like the part about watching film to kind of visualize. You talked about visualization. What are some, like, the mental elements of sports for you? Like, what is your pregame routine? What do you think about before the game? And, again, as always, e either sport, um, take it either way. I think for both sports, um, after each game, whether we win or lose, I have to know that, like, that outcome, whether it's a negative or a positive, isn't all about me. Okay. I think that was hard for me to realize playing the middle school sports because I felt like when we lost, it was completely my fault. Mm. And then a coach or my mom or somebody of importance would say to me, like, it had to go through all of those people before it even touched you. Like, it is not on you. And I think that even now after huge games, I was like, that's that's on me. And a lot of those, a lot of the goals for Garnet Valley were on me. Mm. I was not on my game that day. And I will take full responsibility for that. But one thing I had to learn was that it's not completely my fault. Mm -hmm. And that was hard because being in my position, you feel like that is completely on you. I think mentally before a game, along with the film, I don't I don't really talk that much on the bus. Okay. I'm very quiet. I just kind of sit. I do my thing. I either I'm listening to my own music or I'm doing my homework. I'm having small, like, side conversations, but I don't necessarily um, – talk and talk and talk the whole bus ride there because it, I just – I like to hone in on what is about to happen. And I kind of really focus on it. Okay. And I don't – I try and, like, block out everything else around me. I like it. I like it. And sometimes that's not always an easy thing to do. You know, bus rides are loud and people Very are loud. ready to get out of school and it's, it's something to do. So, yeah, I think finding that space uh, for yourself to focus is awesome. Um, you've mentioned a lot of different athletes here, uh, but – 
if you look back, what student athlete has inspired you the most and why, you know, what attributes did they possess that inspired you? Um, I think one of the biggest inspirations for me was Jordan. Okay. Um, I stood behind her every practice. I stood with her every game. Mm. And it was it was really, really um, inspiring to see that, like, she was doing so good. And we, we don't, we've never had a goalie coach. Her senior year was the first year that we had one. Yep. So that was the first year where her and I got, like, one-on-one attention. And to see her doing so well without that one-on-one attention was really inspiring to me. And I, I remember leaving that season, like, I don't want the season to end, not because I don't want to start lacrosse or I don't want to do this, but because I don't want to lose this friendship that we have. And I oh. don't want to get rid of my role model. Like, it was, it was kind of... It was hard for me to realize that, like, okay, now it's my turn to be a role model for the other goalies. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And, you know, Jordan was a terrific leader. Um, she she was like a quarterback, you know, always kind of talking yeah, to that back always. line. And, and you did as well. You know, that, I think that was the strength of your guys' defense is just you guys really played as one unit. It was really cool to see. Um, what about teammates? If you could name one, one, two, three, you know, of your favorite teammates over the years. So for field hockey, it's Ashley Paterzo all day, and, and for uh, Ashley, Ashley's amazing. Great defender. Uh, every every before game, you got this, you got this, Tegan. Wow. And it was it was so encouraging having her in front of me. And um, if the ball got behind me, I knew that Ashley would be there. Or if Ashley wasn't there, I knew that Ange would be there. One of them wow. would get back if I made a wrong step, yeah. and I was always there if they made a wrong step. So she it was plays so low too. So like low. her stick is on like I the could whole never, thing is on I the could ground never. the whole time. Yeah. She she's an amazing athlete. Yeah. Um for lacrosse, it would be Grace Marzio. One hundred percent. And I think Coach Marka caught on to our to our connection um last year because she's like Tegan you have to give the ball to somebody else besides Grace. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, Grace, and, Grace is always there. She always knows where I'm going to go. I kind of point and tell her to come left or right, and I tell her to come closer. Like, she always knows where I'm going to go. And I'm like, and Coach was like, yeah, but you have to clear to other people. I'm like, but what if Grace is open? She's like, well, then clear to Grace. So I think Grace has always been my like, favorite defender to work with. She's 100% there for me. She's the one person that can kind of tell me to rile it in when I'm, like, yelling at some of the other players on the opposite team when they're yelling at me. And when we're going back and forth, Grace is like, Tegan, enough. <laughs> it's done. Get the ball. Let's go. That's awesome. Um, and Ashley was a lot like that this year, too. So Yeah, two great teammates, two great players. Um I want to transition into, you know, you've talked about kind of how your, your interactions with teammates and, you know, Jordan, you talked about her as a, as a leader. You and I have spoke a lot about leadership over the years. Um, what does it mean to you and what makes a great leader? Um, to me, a leader is somebody who puts themselves aside for mm. the benefit of the team. Um, it's not necessarily somebody who scores all the goals. Yep. I think that it doesn't matter how old you are either. I think a lot of the time... Athletes think, okay, I'm looking up to the seniors because they're seniors. They've been here longer. But I think, like, for me, my leader on the team was Ashley this year. And it was Lauren Kenna. And, yes, Lauren Kenna is a senior, but Ashley was only a, so- Ashley's only a sophomore. Yep. And I was like, she's one of the best, like, people on this team who can truly lead everyone. Wow. And I, I took that as, okay, like, that does, it doesn't have anything to do with age. 
I like that. I like that. And what about you personally? You have strengths. We all have strengths and weaknesses. What would you say like is your one of your leadership strengths and one area that you are looking to work on? You know, we still have a lot to do here in the spring with lacrosse. So one strength and one place that you're working on. Um, I think it they're both the same. It's wow. it's um it's talking. Okay. Um, one of my biggest attributes to the team is how vocal I am. Mm -hmm. But then some of my downfalls are because of how vocal I am. I don't hold back. Okay. And I think a lot of the times, like Coach Marcus said to me, like, they're only freshmen. Like, you can't kind of be upset with them because they can't do the things that people you've been playing with for years can do. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. And I think a lot of the times I get chippy with a lot of the other players, and that is definitely a flaw of mine. 100%, I'll admit it now. Um, I don't like when, like, people are behind me, like, yelling at me or talking bad about my teammates. I don't like it at all. And I definitely have taken the bait and kind of been like, well, you're this and you're that. And yeah. I think that's one of my, that's one of my biggest flaws as a, as a athlete. Um, it was, it's really hard because to bite your tongue when you're out there because nobody can hear you. Yeah. Your coach can't hear you. Right. But it's one thing I've had to kind of hold back as much as possible, especially when Coach LaMarca came. She was like, I'm not dealing with that. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think, you know, a huge attribute in leadership is self-awareness, you know, and having that self-awareness of, hey, this is what I'm good at. This is what I need to work on. And another piece of leadership is like you can't treat everybody the same way. And what you're talking about is perfect. Like, you know, you could talk to Grace a certain way because you guys have been in it for four years yeah. and there's an expectation. But this person that's just coming into the building is a little bit different. So I think having that self-awareness is huge and it's going to help us this year, this, this spring. Um, this has been awesome. I, I knew this was going to be a great podcast just because, you know, we've spoken a lot about these things over the years. But before we let you go, we always have five quick hitters. So um, you talked about your bus ride, that it's kind of quiet. But, um, you know, you talked about maybe listening to some music. What's your favorite pregame song? Um, I think out of the speaker off the bus, um, Pump It Up is what That's I always am guys, like. Um, yeah. I'm always like, Riley, play it, Riley, play it. Who sings that? I have no idea. It's just like some pump up band. I think it's just a random guy in a garage. <laughs> who just said, he says the same words over and over Got and over it. again. So I don't know that there's any fame behind there. Okay. Uh, pump it up. All right. Uh, favorite food? French fries. French fries. Got it. Can Not you... before a game. Yeah. I don't usually eat before a game because if I'm diving, it just doesn't yeah. doesn't sit right with me. Like what, what do you uh, – if you would go McDonald's fries versus Chick-fil-A fries. McDonald's. Wow. I don't like Chick-fil-A fries. Do you eat the fries here at Saturday High School Cafeteria? No. Okay. I don't think I've ever eaten anything out of there. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't think I've ever had – I've eaten a lot of stuff out of that cafeteria. I don't think I've ever gotten the fries. <laughs> um, favorite professional athlete? Um, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Someone else said Zach Ertz, too. Um, where do you hope to be in five years? Um, so you're, you're obviously going to college next year, but what about after college? What are you thinking? Uh, nursing. Nice. Um, I'm looking to studying nursing and have my RN and be working in some type of hospital facility soon. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what I love about this podcast is I always get to know uh, all of our student athletes a little bit better. Like I didn't know you got cut in seventh grade. I didn't know you started playing field hockey in eighth grade. Um, if you had some advice for your younger self, what would it be? What would it be? Like for, your, for your eighth grade self. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let the bad days interrupt the good days that you mm. have mm. for sure. I think that's awesome. I think that's great for our listeners, for our student athletes. Don't let the bad days interrupt the good days. Um, and hopefully we have more good than bad. 
Um, this has been a great day. This has been a great podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you, and we wish you the best of luck this spring. Thank you. Awesome.